Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, wherever you are. It's a wonderful time to watch and listen to the next episode of Cosmic Crit. My name is Tyler. I am here once again to bless the audio waves with the introduction to this new episode. And I'm happy to do it because I get to promote my, let's be honest, new favorite podcast. That's right, Cosmic Crit, held number one for quite some time. But, ugh. Sometimes the newest, best thing comes in and just dethrones the king. That's right, Dead Men Roll No Crits over on our Patreon is now weekly. Isn't that crazy? It just seemed like the other, we just launched it. We just launched it. I blame Patrick, really, for creating content that people seem to enjoy. What a crazy, it's wild. It's absolutely wild, but... What that does mean is, of course, you're going to get to enjoy more pirate action, more pirate shenanigans, more Cosmic Crit content, but set on the high seas themselves. So if you're interested in hearing the hijinks of Patrick, myself, Jabert, Rebecca, and Seth on the high seas as we sail into, I don't know, we're getting pretty deep into book one could be we could be reaching the end anytime question mark i hope so there have been a lot of cool things that we've gotten to do and it's it's a it's a really good time i'm i consider myself extremely lucky for getting to play with everybody so please go on over and check that out another thing i would like to say is that if you you might have missed it but recently we did a live stream over on twitch.tv where we played some of the we actually did some of the play tests for the the mech rules uh if you missed that or you weren't able to to catch it check on our youtube uh we're hopefully going to have that up soon and uh, you can watch us go through the play test it was really short it was about an hour and a half stream but we had a lot of fun and if you were interested to see how the rules might play out well we threw some we threw a battle together and uh really had a fun time doing it and enjoyed doing the new rules i like the mech stuff i think it's really going to add a, a fun flavor to future games really gives gms a, a, no, a new interesting way to craft some fun battles and i had a blast doing it so thank you to patrick for putting that together thank you to my players uh my, not my players thank you for patrick for putting that together and if you're interested, head on over to our YouTube. Our episodes are up over there. Uh, I try to post our Twitch streams as well. Um, although I haven't put our Final Fantasy streams up there yet, uh, my plan is to have them all there uh, available eventually. That's just a lot of uploading that I have to do, but it will get done. And speaking of, uh, we are still streaming every Thursday. We're doing Final Fantasy right now. Drew, friend of the podcast, Mike, myself, we just got to a pretty big moment, actually, just surpassed it a, what would now be a few weeks ago. And we're just kind of chilling and having a good time. It's fun to see people in the chat, hang out with them, and have a fun conversation uh, over on Twitch.tv. So if uh, you ever want to catch one of our streams, every Thursday night. Well, I think that's all the promoting that I want to do. So without further ado, why don't we get into this week's episode? And it's episode 148. Huh, a doozy. Masters, Masters of, of the, the university. university. Episode commencing in 3, 2, 1. Episode initiated. I'm not even angry. I'm writing in my notes. The Amago was a huge success. Even though you shot its brain and killed it and blew it to pieces and threw all the pieces in an acidic pool. Anyway, the Silum Chuva cake is great. Welcome back to Cosmic Thinking with Crit Portals. This is your GM, your GLaDOS master, Patrick here. 
and I just want to invite you down to my deep, dark testing facility. Join me in determining the best way to test drone turrets are my five friends and test subjects. To my right, she withstand falls from a great height. It's Rebecca Rowan with Chelzinia. Hello. Across from her, a hyper-indulgent cube that I love for some reason. It's Drew, delivering Echo 7. Demand to see life's manager. And to my right, nobody told this guy that the cake is a lie and it's his birthday. It's Tyler, dredging up the boss show. All I want to do is eat your brains. <laughs> okay, you know, further away from the source material. Uh, across from him, he's <laughs> vibrating a tear in the space-time continuum in order to skip this next encounter. It's Jabert playing his trust. Like a furry old lobster. And across the digital table, fastball special this little guy across the map and make him hit a button. It's Miles mixing it up with sprouts. Good evening. You're a tennis ball. <laughs> your character, Miles. <laughs> Used to open doors. Um, there's, there's definitely a huge lack of giant mode puzzles in Starfinder, <laughs> where you have to just throw someone across. Uh, uh, the first time I, so the, the first time I played this game was over at Patrick's house, and <laughs> me and my at the time my girlfriend came over to uh, Patrick's house, and. Uh, Patrick and I sat down after I told him that I'd never played Portal before, and we <laughs> we made we like, made dude. our girlfriends watch while we sat down and played the entire game. <laughs> well, original Portal well, you could get through in a couple of hours, so that's not yeah. so. I remember a couple of hours. I, don't, I, remember I don't my think wife, I ever uh, finished it. I've never played uh, it. Uh, Mike, really I, good. Probably it was indeed my girlfriend at the time, but Natalia had to like look away because it was. <laughs> very disorienting if you're not like playing the game it's yeah, uh, yeah, stomach turning yeah. in some parts where you're zipping through like portals hundreds of times yeah. that game is one of the few games that you can waste at least so much time just just dinking around just like just playing you're not even doing the game you're just kind of whipping yourself around and it makes you feel tremendously smart and stupid as you suddenly realize oh that's all i had to do to get through this puzzle Right, yeah, but then when you figure it out, it's like it's like it's it, the two things happen at the exact same time. You're like, ah, oh, I'm an idiot, but also I'm kind of a genius, huh? Yes. <laughs> Except somebody created this, and this is exactly how it meant to do. So they're the real geniuses, aren't they? Yeah, I've, I've really drop is that Narbacular drop? Yeah, yeah, I've, weird name. <laughs> I've really enjoyed watching some of like the uh, documentary stuff on um, sort of the design elements and. Uh, how the, their sort of philosophy of like teaching a player rules to the system without explicitly tutorializing things. It was really well done. And it's, it's, it's just such a stellar game. So and good. one of the few games and to have a- in-game commentary, which is really good. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the commentary is really fun too, yeah. And there's yeah, not I a lot w- of games that have that feature. No, and it's the best. It's, it's cool. a great it's it's so it ultimate replayability. <laughs> yeah, I need I need that for for uh for some uh well Metal Gear Solid games. I need to yeah. know what was yeah. going on. Well, and it handles. I mean, it's kind of to to their points of of tutorials and like not explicitly tutorializing things. I really wish that became a more common practice. Uh, like uh, my wife, I watched uh, my wife play a little bit of the Origami King. 
and that is like tutorial overload on death uh it's the opposite of like the direction i wish a lot of games would go is there an owl on uh, a tree asking if oh uh, exactly yeah, default if you want to learn exactly what you just who just told you again and if you like her button matching it's like okay you want to learn this again yeah it How was dare you? uh Nintendo, it was, do it, not make the default repeat yourself <laughs> <laughs> you monsters you know what you're doing yeah, yeah. Uh, it's been a week-long vacation since we last played starfinder should should we do a <laughs> a commentary episode of starfinder at some point just like break down and listen to yeah. an episode live honestly i bet patrons oh, would love to hear us go back and listen to some of our early episodes and oh gosh oh, oh, we, we used to do we some live plays on the the discord we should get back into those and and uh and timestamp some some moments for yeah. the for the fans folks it, for the it, fans. it would also be something fun to do on twitch so that people could see our our reactions uh because i know there'd be a few reactions to especially some of the early dead sons episodes where i'm just like oh <laughs> what did I, I just ask did i just ask what an attack of opportunity was oh, i rolled sense motive uh, on I a bowl asked. of snacks <laughs> Let's not forget. Man, we <laughs> asked what an attack of opportunity was like at least 12 times in that season. If you guys can believe it, that was 25 level ups ago at this point. Oh my <laughs> like, gosh. It was 13 for season one, seven for season two. It was seven, right? Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we this is our sixth now in this season. And this week... You guys are potentially all leveled up before we start recording tonight, but uh, we're going to hold off on talking about those levels ups uh, and maybe even hold off on on Sprout's story for now, if that is okay with you, Miles. Okay. Um, what, what's happening? I was just going to start this week's episode a little different, if you guys are okay. ready. Yeah. Boom, boom. A fireball ignites the darkening Illumchuva sky as we see the heroes of Midnight Squad riding off into the acid, scorched landscape <laughs> into the distance. Devasho and Tress barely alive, the entire party here covered in burns and claw marks, suffering heat damage. Where the Amago once stood is now a, a rapidly drying husk as gas fires burn from within this behemoth threatening to overtake the entirety of this creature half hour later there is a, a quick acid rainstorm that puts out many of these smoldering spots on the corpse as we see dredgers picking the the corpse clean and this rejuvenating acid rain for them and they begin the process of slowly dismantling and reconstituting the biomatter Still another hour later, and the sky at this point has turned black. Save for what we see are three lights descending through the, the thick clouds above this scene. Three swarm altiferons land close to the erect extractor, and you see a complement of effigies, swarm effigies emerge from within these vehicles and start moving over the corpse and, and clearing it out. And then from behind them, an alien emerges from this living starship. A, a swarm none of you have seen before. It looks meaner, maybe more shrewd. Uh, a thinking type like the Korovox, but taller and stronger. It begins to survey the devastation 
looking over the the corpse of the the, the imago and the working effigies when a couple of the smaller bugs cart over to it from the wreckage uh, what looks like a corpse and is indeed burnt and bludgeoned the top half of another swarm creature. Half of a corpse, it's, it's lower half nowhere to be seen. The larger of the swarm here, the shrewd-looking alien, bends down and in a quick motion snaps the neck of this dead effigy that you all had killed just hours earlier in the brain of the Imago. The swarm monster cracks its neck and pulls its head off with a blindingly fast motion, cradling the decapitated creature for a moment in one hand while the in its other hand a long thin spike emerges from its wrist we look back at the skull now in its claw and see not the face of an effigy but we are looking at the head of one sergeant tress vacance when all of a sudden this arm spike punctures the skull and impales it with a sickening and that is where you wake up trest with a crick in your neck like nobody's business perhaps passed out for just a moment from blood loss and for a, a brief moment you feel as if you had dreamed something quite disturbing but you realize where you were and perhaps reality is a little more disturbing than your dreams no, that's a pretty disturbing dream there before we get too too far let's find out Let's talk to Miles about what happened exactly last time on Cosmic Crits. We found ourselves in a battle of the brains. Literally. The gigantic swarm's brain was being guarded by a couple of goons on the teeth and ready to punch our tickets for the last time. We had no time to recover from our prior battles, and these suckers took advantage of that, leaving old Big D near dead. While everyone focused on our enemies... I hopped off my trusty ride in the thick of things to make sure Devasho didn't take the big sleep. I told him I'd always have his back, and I meant it. Meanwhile, Zinni was able to mess with the brain's ability to put the whammy on everyone in its vicinity. So Midnight Squad took every baddie in the room out and shut the brain down for good. Of course, doing that meant we had to make tracks fast. So we hightailed it out of there by the skin of our teeth as the massive bug shut down for good. Run ragged, hurt, and badly needing at least a week-long shower. We had a rare piece of good luck when a vehicle from Cade Company zoomed to give us a ride. That is where you guys find yourself being driven by none other than the Sheeran Etchiax. Uh, Trust you, you come to and realize you are in the front seat of this this motor vehicle. Uh, Etchiax driving now through the darkness of night. But looking over her, you, you see that she too has suffered a, a great deal, many wounds on her abdomen that she's kind of holding in place as she drives with one hand. Uh, do you need to take a break? Do you need me to drive? No, I, I, I shall be fine. I We we did see some resistance, uh, but nothing we couldn't handle. No no casualties either, just, just some hurt. Excellent. I'm glad to hear that. Uh... How are you doing? Do you need uh, Do you need us to tend to, the, to that wound? There will be time once we stop the vehicle. We're we're going to get to more tunnels, and then then we'll we'll walk the rest of the way to the the forward base. Um, the the rest of Clade Company has already moved on ahead, uh, hearing about our victories. She indeed does drive for uh, about half an hour or so to another large tunnel entrance a few miles away from the extractor Imago parks the vehicle at the the entrance of this tunnel where you see night has taken over Ilum Chuva and she makes a very 
grand motion, a sweeping motion, ripping a tarp off of the back of this this truck that you guys uh, have have driven here in, where you see two large barrels that seem to be rigged up with a, a timer and some some explosives between them. Etiak says, uh, "We're going to blow the tunnel behind us to stop any Snoopy swarm from following. We're we're only uh, uh, five or so hours." Away from being able for you all to rest, and we'll, we'll continue on maybe into the morning uh, if we can make good time to our our forward base. Uh, we did end things pretty helter skelter. Uh, might be a great <laughs> term for <laughs> for it. Uh, Trest and Devasho, congratulations on living to level six. Hooray! Yeah, <laughs> made it here. Yeah, no. A- after we we started the <laughs> the extractor Imago, I I realized uh, even rested up that is is a hard series of fights. It was a dangerous dungeon between yeah. you know acid pools and all the enemies inside. And you guys took those last two fights just back to back. We did, we did, and then you know it it's obvious that uh, you know being a large. Being a large individual is going to have its problems. We've seen it two seasons in a row. <laughs> but when the when your when the living creature that you're inside begins to implode on itself, uh, all of a sudden those issues go from inconvenient to problematic. Well, yeah, it's a real bad, real quick, huh? Real bad, real <laughs> fast. Um, so not I gonna was, lie, the the way that it is written in the AP is about ten feet of the creature is gone every turn and it starts from the the far backside of the map and continues on i think if miles hadn't healed you up in combat when he did yeah. if he had if you had wait until till after you would have taken another well i think it was like 3d8 bludgeoning damage when the the, the yeah bug collapses on you i got lucky twice one was miles's decision to heal me up that was luck that was lucky moment number one and number two was Jabert deciding to spend an action to heal me when he, when at the time, you know, we didn't know if he really needed to or not. As it turns out, I absolutely needed it because you <laughs> rolled so well on the acid damage. So much acid damage. <laughs> uh, I would have, I would have gone down again, and then we would have really been in trouble. What we, what he, what Jabert didn't say. Which he, at the time, was that he was just tripping on four like hit points himself. Four hit points. So it didn't matter how many resolve points I had. Like if I took any yeah. damage, it was gonna be like five k. Uh, if, yeah. if you guys aren't oh. Patreon subscribers, I, I I've been doing this is the I think at this point we have three GM crit chats out, and the second one I talked to Jason Keeley about lying to players, and uh, I said the reverse of that coin is when players omit facts from <laughs> <laughs> about their characters to their GM and I think that was an example of it because yeah. I often ask uh, you know how are your characters doing and I, I think at 4 Fine. HP should be a little bit more than they're okay <laughs> they're alive well, <laughs> I, w- I was ready because uh, Devasho can pull medium-sized creatures with his graviton abilities and i was like if i have to just pull jabert's lifeless body out of this insect i will do it or we'll both die i'm glad i'm glad we both had some uh some backup plans here yeah and and they weren't great but they but we made it we made it while you guys are are traveling here i i guess i brought this up to to ask if you wanted to 
expend some more healing if you have any, or try for some medicine checks to see if you can use that. Uh, you have an advanced med kit, I believe. Yeah, it depends on if we are, um, if we like instantly level up or not, because I am 100% tapped out. All my spells, all my healing channels, all gone. We'll, we'll yeah. get to the level up, but right now, uh, pretend like you don't have a sixth level. Then I take a long nap. <laughs> yeah, uh, Devacho has uh, Devacho has one RP left, so I guess he'll spend it. So that's his stamina's back. Hey, you got that going for you, and you can take a ten minute rest on this this ride, um, or you know, once you get far enough away from the explosives and they're they're triggered, collapsing the the caverns behind you. Um, Etriax will say, you know, if you need to take ten minutes or a half hour and start tending to some wounds, she you know starts wrapping herself up with bandages as well. So, uh, yeah. So, do we have an advanced med kit? Is that what we have now? Yes. So. Okay, so I think I think that's enough to get a little bit of healing. Uh, yep, yeah, you've rolled a, a twenty, so that will just apply level, correct? Not intelligence. Yeah, it has to, just to beat the up. DC by just to beat the DC by five. So twenty is the success. Twenty five is the success plus intelligence modifier. If I am remembering correctly from when I was Nikithi and I did the same thing. And so long since we used. Yeah. I like how somebody, by the way, just because I brought up Nikithi, I like how somebody in Discord was like, what's Nikithi's favorite pizza? And it was like, no one cares. <laughs> oh, he it's definitely true. loves some gross stuff. It's like, yeah, mushroom it's lovers. Mushrooms and, oh, yeah. yeah. yeah this is a conversation from good. weeks ago now, but definitely yeah. uh, one of the more interesting <laughs> ones in, in S. It was a good, I, I think that next time we do, next time we have to make new characters, part of the character introduction for all of us should be, <laughs> what is your character's favorite pizza? I think that I'm should a, become a staple. I'm a pepperoni boy. <laughs> it was rather thought provoking, I have to admit. <laughs> All right, so the advanced med kit, so I, I I succeeded that to treat deadly wounds. So how much does he get back? It's just a character level, and so. So five right now, because yeah. we haven't actually leveled up. Okay. I'm up to nine. And then I'll take a I'll take a little rest. Do you want to get some SP back? Roll for sweet, sweet Devasho as well. Me? Has yeah. she already done that for the day? Because you can only do it once per day per person. Don't I, I always lose track. I don't remember. Let, let, let's say you did. Let's say you did. Let's say sounds, you didn't. It, it, sound, <laughs> it sounds kind of familiar. Uh, I I feel like you did at some point, but when would I have had the option or the opportunity? Because we were yeah, in the see, bug the whole time, right? Yeah. See, I I think I think we like wanted to a couple of times, but we never actually had the time to do it. So. Yeah. Okay, I'll take it. It's like we don't remember this game a week <laughs> or I guess it's oh, been a another weeks. 20 wow. another 20 on that so that's five back wait oh wait wait something sorry something I forgot to I forgot to remove my rank so it would have been a 19 I guess oh. your my rank next roll worked I took <laughs> I added a rank for level six so I took that away for the first roll but forgot to do it for the <laughs> second roll oh that's anyway. fine don't don't worry about this we've we've got a couple of successes here because I am looking at uh, treat deadly wounds, and I think at uh, yeah. Oh, right. So you do have the uh, exceed the DC by five or more. So it would have to be a twenty-five with the advanced med kit, a thirty with the regular med kit. But it's uh, HP per CR of the creature you are treating. But it's great. It just takes one minute to use this. So I thought it was going to take a little bit longer. But 
if anybody else wants to try and roll for anyone else you can at this time uh, we will move ahead here as you guys continue marching and Etchiax will will pull you aside trest after you know you've bandaged everyone up and 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 have you marching through these these very dangerous tunnels still and uh she'll say to you uh, i i am sorry that i am on edge i i have been distracted these last few weeks this occupation has been hard enough without all the other problems of this world. We went from the swarm infecting our planet like a plague to Armageddon here on Ilum Truva very, very fast. But now we are the ones that are a blight on their world, infection in, in their, their machine. And they think that they are safe here, but you all taking out that Imago, I'm sure, sent them a message. We're, we're the invaders now, and we will defend our world to the the dying breath of our peoples, of our kind. It is poetic. That is, uh, it is good. Do you feel the same of, of your world of Susklin? Are you the same with your squad? Uh, uh, Ichiax, I cannot begin to uh, understand what it must have been like to live on this planet for as long as you have to survive on this world. In the face of these odds, it is truly a remarkable thing. But indeed... I think, I think there is hope for Susklan. Perhaps, perhaps we will be a thorn in their side. Perhaps the thorn will be sharp enough to uh, force them to reconsider if they will uh, attack another of our planets. Make the price of victory not so sweet. If, if you take your squad back there, if, if you were to try and, and reclaim Susklan like we are trying here on Elam Chuva, would you do so first by protecting your squad, or would you think they would be willing to, to lay down their lives for for your world? I know that they would. I've seen them. There is true heroism in them, and I trust them with my life. I, I apologize for being so morose. I've, I've just had something on my mind, and it is hard to discuss here, but when, when we have a moment, I, I would love to talk further. Indeed, they kind of, we will speak cl- again. They'll clam up a little bit, uh, even if you try and strike up conversations. And it is a long, quiet march <laughs> the rest of the way through these tunnels here. Uh, taking the better part of the night, and though you can't tell, dawn does break over Ilum Chuva and into the morning as you guys exit these tunnels into the outskirts of Ouds. You see the city in the distance. And on, on the outskirts here, what looks like a defensible location being set up in a looks like an old boxy warehouse. What Clay Company is calling it their forward base. And as you, you march inside, some hastily thrown together barricades of, of burnt out vehicles. You see soldiers setting up barbed wire, some explosive traps. And Etchiax marches you inside. The perimeter takes you up to Heskamu. This place seems like a, a furniture a showroom, maybe of, of kitchens and, and things like that. So you find yourself meeting the Bolita General in a, a very posh-looking living room with fake plastic fruit and, and bowls on the table with some nice, comfy reclining chairs you can dig into. He invites you guys to have a seat as he sets down his own bags getting set up here in the space and uh, like kind of sets up his, his office here and says to you all, uh, well, there they are, the, the heroes of the hour. 
thanks to you, all the, the seismic activity is, is down about 90% in this sector. You, you allowed us to set this little base up and, and get things going here. And so far, so, we've been able to scout out the rest of the, the, the neighborhood. And since yesterday, we, we've sent out some drones and foot patrols, and, and we, we've really got a, a good head start. I, I would love for you all to teach our, our soldiers here about what you learned inside the Imago. If we have some time, maybe we can put you all through uh, uh, as uh, instructors in like a training course and, and develop a, a tactics on how to take down more of them. You and uh, Trest and, and Etchiax maybe uh, leading two squads to, to, to operate just like you did. I would very much like to share notes with any scientists you have in your in your crews. Well, if there's a lot of need for that, that's fine. But uh, uh, I say the next time we go in there, we just take a, a whole whole bunch of explosives and, and set it right in that inner ear and, and let them go. I guess that's one strategy. Yeah. <laughs> Fireballs. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> I would, I would be happy to share any knowledge we have gained. And if you are set on using explosives, I can think of a few strategic places to put them. Macho, you look nearly dead. I can also teach you some things to not do while inside Nemago. <laughs> yeah, I think I might, I might share the importance of rebreathers and uh, things that would protect <laughs> them from proof. the yeah to acid proof uh, their armor before they go in. Yeah, Do you, you have guys large trogs that they can walk. <laughs> yeah, there, there are trogs who see you like nearly destroyed after you, coming out of that. You and you never go inside in a Marco. <laughs> you would be fools. <laughs> how many? How many? How many tiny people do you have? <laughs> <laughs> the Raxlite division is right. is in and out. Uh, yeah. Well, anyway, uh, well, we'll get that set up. But here's the intel my scouts got from from the university to the north. Uh, it looks like your attack has, has pulled about a third of the swarm dredgers out of the surrounding area. That is a, a precipitous drop in their 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 forces from from what we can tell. He pulls up a digital recreation of the university before the invasion. What looks like satellite images when the the area here was still green, and sends the hologram. Uh, kind of pings it to you all of your devices and uh, then overlays what looks like drone aerial footage of the destroyed city and, and says, you know, the Odes is uh, divided in, into two and, and while you guys are investigating the, the university on the north side of the city, we're going to be doing some advanced scavenging missions here for ammo and armor, whatever we can scrounge up and, and bring everything back to this forward base and then on back to Clade Company headquarters. But if you all find something of import and, uh, you know, you're, you're not able to cart it off yourself, be sure to let us know and, and we'll, someone, we'll send someone to pick it up for the calls. Any scrap of equipment that's still in working order, well, it's going to be put to good use here on Ilmchuva. We will see what we can find. A, a voice calls out from behind you, chiming in as he walks up to the war table here and says, yeah, I think that I might be of assistance in that department. It is Zinnia, your classmate Jadvata here, as well with Clade Company. I was like, oh, Lotwort. <laughs> <laughs> Very different voice. what he sounds like. Yeah, that is not what he... I, I think I may be of assistance in this department. That was a joke referring to both the university's school hierarchy of departments as well as general military salvage efforts. It was a double entendre. We all very impressed. Thank you. 
Uh, and you see, I, I remember quite clearly before the invasion, Zesh University had been renovating and, and just received this massive endowment and decided to upgrade the atmospheric circulation and fire suppression systems across campus. <laughs> well, it, it was a, a class of uh, Jelugon models of fire extinguisher they were replacing. And do you see where I'm going with this? Those those are those old fire extinguishers that they had to recall. And they were outlawed in the pact over safety issues after that explosion on, on Verses. Well, I got to thinking maybe if someone were to get them old Jellygon cells, they could be converted into explosives of some sort fairly easily. Maybe a, a cryo grenade or perhaps if you rig multiple ones together, it could make something a little bit more lethal. Interesting. And that's why I'm coming with you all. I can make those adjustments to the extinguishers on the fly if you oh. find them. And in addition to that, you know, I probably know the hallways a little bit better than Yuzinia. I was there uh, while they were in the process of this restoration when you left, so I might have a, a better understanding of, of where we're going. Have you happened to have seen any combat action? Well, I mean, I've been alive here on Elm Shuva for a while, but right. I'm, I'm just I'm just asking if you've seen any direction that isn't backwards. <laughs> oh, good one. But I, I'm, I'm not great with a weapon. No, but I'm scrappy. I'm as scrappy as they come. Well, if you're uh, not great with a weapon, you're not great uh, use for us. Zinnia, tell them, yeah, well, you'll need some more smarts in, in this troop if if you're going to make it through the university. Yeah, not so fast, guys. I I, I think we could probably use his help. Yeah, yeah we're, we're a bunch of dopes. We could probably use a smarty pants. <laughs> well, well, I mean, we have one smarty pants among us. But mm, we I don't know. I don't, I, don't, I, I can't think of any, but... <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but if, if Zinnia speaks up, then yeah, Debasha would say, well, you have a... You have someone in your corner that I hold in high esteem. If she vouches for you, I will be sure to protect you if anything goes badly. All right, then. Uh, but if you put us in danger at all, we'll leave you there. Oh, please don't. Oh, <laughs> he's just kidding. We won't do any such thing. Just stay, just stay to the middle. Stay to the middle of the pack. I do prize him and just like puts his finger across his, his throat <laughs> silently. <laughs> John Vaughn, it didn't hurt anyone. It dresses like, ha, 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 ha. He's I, a very I, funny man. He's very I hope funny you know man. the same goes for you all. If you all get eaten by uh, them swarm, I'm probably going to be turning tail faster than you can say a shearing on a, a sixth day. <laughs> I <laughs> can fair. say that very fast. Oh, don't, because it, it's a tongue twister and it'll make us not be PG-13 related podcasts anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sure, on six. Heskimu seems a little taken aback by this, but says, "Well, all right then. Let, let's have at it. Uh, we'll start our operation tomorrow, and you all can head into the university. Uh, we'll we'll begin to, to comb the city at the same time. Let's uh, let you all rest up, though. Heal some of those wounds. Can't have you all walking in there tired and sloppy." Uh, Etchiax will set you up with a, a floor here with an advanced view of, of what's left of the North Hoods. Good luck on your mission, soldiers. Add light and rest you guys can through the day and night if you want, or you can leave in the night. It's days? Yeah, can we rest up for days? Because, <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> hang, on, hang on a minute, Tower. I got something for you. Oh, do you? 
I don't know what that means, but yeah, I mean, if, if you <laughs> if you have a uh, a need to do a, a couple of days, if you want, that is fine. But uh, in this time, you guys will level up. I'll, I'll, I'll just get us through this first night, or I guess day, as you're you're resting and and taking up some very nice accommodations in these kind of show bedrooms throughout this this warehouse. Tress Javata will try and take you aside and and say, ah. I have reasons to, to want to go to there with you all. You, you have to trust me on this. I, I'm going to be an asset to your team, Trest. I'm not just going to be some GM-controlled NPC, but you're you're, you're probably still going to forget that I'm there. <laughs> no, that is, that is perfectly reasonable. I understand. I believe that you will be an asset to our team. Uh, your, uh, your knowledge of the facility alone will be a great, uh, a great deal of good. I am sure, and your improvised explosives will no doubt give us a, s- some extra firepower. Oh, yeah. Yeah, if we can find some of those, we can definitely get them working for the good guys. Eh. Anyway, uh, I was just wondering if, if you had much of a chance to speak with Echiax. Uh, I saw that you were both wounded after your, your battle at the Imago Extractor. Yes, she seemed perturbed. We uh, spoke some. Yeah. Was there something in particular that you were concerned about? No, I just think she's the best. I mean, well, don't you? She saved my life <laughs> back back at the beginning of all this, and, and I've been trying to help her in any way that I can since then. Well, what do you well, think that, of her? That makes two of us. She, uh, she was the one who found us... Uh, out on the, the the top of the planet, right? She's the one who brought us in. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes two of us. She also uh, saved our hides. Something fierce. Brought us in. Uh, uh, gave us gave us this uh, this shelter. Hi. I, when she saved my life, I, I didn't think that there was going to be a reason left to live on after, you know, everyone that I knew was dead. Or at least so I thought until I saw Zinnia, but it was Echiax that helped me keep hope alive. You know, she's a fighter. She really, she instills that in everyone around her. Everyone that she leads. I can see that. That is a truly a remarkable skill. I hope to emulate that myself. Right, right. I, I hope you spend the, the time to, to, to know her better. And me! Uh, I'm happy I'll get a chance to to work with you on a mission. And, We're and, glad to have you aboard. Yeah, to the university, to Zesh. I think this will be great. Um, Fast I'll, forward three episodes later, he's like dissolving in this. And like, <laughs> yeah. I hate this. Why? Why, Why would you do this? I just keep uh, waiting for you to say, did I do that? <laughs> Got any cheese? <laughs> I'm Jad Rata. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, as we're getting ready to head out, I'll, uh, stop by, uh, Ichiax's quarters and, uh, thank her once again for, for everything that she's done and, uh, tell her that if we, if we make it out of this thing, I look forward to seeing her on the other side. Yep. She, she explains she'll be keeping comms open and attuned to your direction of the city. While there aren't any, you know, like cell towers or satellites open, if you get high enough or within range, she might be able to hear a distress call. Or if you make some kind of 
signal, I guess. I don't know. Like yeah. shooting guns in the air, like pew, pew, pew. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, we'll, uh, we'll uh, get back as safe as we can. Best of luck to you and your uh, salvage team. Uh, you know what's going to happen when you guys go to sleep, right? Nope. Tyler knows what's going to happen when he goes to sleep. Mm, I, don't <laughs> right. think so. I think when we go to sleep, I gain back some hit points, uh, which how, I desperately need to have back. How excited are you, Tyler, for this? I sleep? am terrified. So I, I, I mentioned it in our in our own uh, private cosmic crit discord, but I will say out loud, um, this is a is so I have made this into a very huge pivotal point. Devasho. Devasho, as a character, is going to go two directions with this role. Mm-hmm. And I'm extremely nervous for it. Um, but I'm excited to figure out where we're going. No idea. Right, right. Um, first of all, you don't need to worry about making a fortitude save immediately for your, you know, necrotic corruption. Uh, first of all, I just need you to make a completely unrelated fortitude save just for fun. Do I get any bonuses to this? I don't know why that you would, but uh, uh, yeah, actually you have like 18 things that give you bonuses. Anything that would give you a, a bonus to disease, you, you get that bonus here. Okay. I rolled a 19 on the dice. <laughs> Ooh, good, so good that's, a tw- that's a 28 altogether. Uh, great. And because... It seems like your body w- is fighting some kind of infection as, as you get to sleep this night. You, you you can feel your black heart kind of churning and starting to coagulate blood and your, your muscles kind of feel dead for a while. And after a while, your stomach turns, you develop a cough, and you cough up this sticky ichor that seems to be kind of coagulated viral or bacterial spores in nature, maybe something from inside the Imago extractor. Uh, But you are able to push that off without any difficulty. But that is right before you go to sleep uh, when you fall unconscious. Once again, your moat visits you. Promising power, promising strength, and promising hopefully an ability that will make you more difficult to take out. This is third time in the adventure path. You've been knocked unconscious. I think that's right. Somewhere in there. there. Moat doesn't like that. Moat likes being conscious and, and able to, to use these Solarian powers. So let's go ahead and make another fortitude check. No, no big bonuses to this. I don't think no bonus. Do I have, do I have a hero point? Great question. Can I, can I use a hero point on this? We'll see what we'll see what you roll. Because I mean, do we do uh, hero points? <laughs> we do buggery rolls, but you've got uh, buggery rolls. Whatever. Two successes, I think, for the last couple times you've had to roll this. Yeah. So, oh my goodness, crushing it, Tyler. Seventeen oh, on the dice. I, I saw it almost, almost rolled to that three, and I was like, <laughs> I got a little. I panicked. I had a, I had a moment of panic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've had the, the same um, <laughs> necrotic corruption thing prepped since like the beginning of book two, I think. Uh, so your moat washes over you again, but you are able to get a sound sleep and do wake up feeling at least not worse than when you nodded off. Um, and your wounds start hitch, uh, stitching up in that time. 
And finally, the last thing that happens this night before you guys go to bed, I guess this is kind of in the middle of the night, uh, as you're resting, uh, there is a single sentry alarm kind of sounding on top of the building, maybe just for a minute or so, and you hear some some footsteps of the Clade Company soldiers above you. Um, but as soon as, if you guys get up and start grabbing your weapons and stuff, the, the alarm is called off and there is a an all clear that is uh, shouted through the hallways of this space Ikea. And a moment later, Echiax uh, comes downstairs from the, the roof and knocks softly on your door, Zinnia. Do, do you have a moment? Uh, yeah, she'll go to the door and uh, just slightly open it. Can I help uh, you? I, I'm sorry uh, to to wake you if, if that did not, but well, we, we had reports perhaps that there was another Strix on on Ilum Chuva, and, and we thought maybe that it was some conflicting reports of you, uh, but perhaps it is indeed true. Uh, one of our advanced scouts said that uh, a Strix just swooped down and outside of the, the forward base and handed them this, said it was f- for you, for Zinnia. She hands over what looks like a small postcard, maybe slightly yellowed and water-damaged rectangular plastic card. Uh, seems to be from Zesh University, showing the old bell tower on the campus. And in a very similarly odd and brief note in the handwriting you recognize, or just a few words, it says, the bell tower, meet me there when it rings. Echiax kind of looks you over and, and says, what? Do you know a Strix here on Inlam Chuva? I I don't, but this is not the first time that they have contacted me. Oh? You mean before you came here? Well, I assume it's the same person. I've gotten strange notes before. I wonder if they're following me. We, we had not heard of any other reports of uh, a flyer like you here. Uh, was it someone following you or your team? Maybe, maybe back from the Suskelon system then? Could very well be. The the first note that I received was on Suscalon. It's very strange. Oh my. Uh, did, do, does does your squad know about this? Is, is this something that you, you're going to tell them? Do they know? Have I have I shared with them the packages? No. I don't think so. Okay. <clears throat> Zenny is full of secrets. No, you're a mystery wrapped in an enigma wrapped in the unknown. And here I am telling Echiax, who I just met. <laughs> <laughs> that I've gotten other messages. Yeah. Um, I think it's time that I that I clued them in. They may be able to help. I don't know what this person's uh, motives might be. I, I can't imagine. Do you think it wise that I follow their advice or their, their note and meet them, as they say? If, if someone followed me across the galaxy, regardless of their intentions, I would want to meet them face first. Yes, it's... Uh, think it's an opportunity I would not want to pass up. Thank you, Echiax. As she hands that over to you and, and heads out, and you guys finally get back to, to sleep here. Obviously, you are leveling up to level six. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, yeah. the, the half hour or so we've been recording, you're already has given you time to finish if you haven't. I know there's a lot of decisions <laughs> being made this week. Lots of decisions. Let's go through you guys just talk about one thing that you're getting here one 
class ability or feet. Um, I know there's a lot of a lot of changes happening. I don't know. Where, I don't know where to start. Maybe Miles is, is right. Sprouts. Is anything cool happening with Sprouts? Yeah. Well, uh, Sprouts gets an exploit. At right. Six. Oh and so, uh, kind of doubling with, I think the last combat. Um, I want. I I felt like it would be in Sprout's character to have something that allows him to um, offer more support to his front line. So I have chosen interfering shot. So for my debilitating, debilitating trick, I can prevent my target from using reactions until the end of my next turn. Using reactions. Which oh, means nice. cool. that if Trest or Devasho are, you know, doing melee with someone and they might need to get out of dodge or want to do something, if I hit them before their turn and they have no reactions, there's no attack of opportunity that can be taken. Oh, that, nice. yeah, well, that also uh, is really nice because it works on on you as well. Mm-hmm. Interessante. Interessante. Until the end of your next turn because i think normally those tricks last until beginning is that right too yeah until the beginning of until your next turn yeah yeah but this this, cool. this because it's a reaction that way if it was my turn and i wanted to run away or something i still have the opportunity to take advantage of that yeah on the next um one. that's nice and it's not it's not one there are some that you can only do like once per 24 hours but this one is basically it's just another another trick so yeah, if your your trick goes off, yes, I can choose to be debilitating uh, as opposed to staggered or flat-footed. Interesting. So in addition to that, well, um, th- there are things besides attacks of opportunity that <laughs> some monsters do with reactions, which is interesting. I will need to keep that in mind. Uh, just just forget about it. Just forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> no, because so many good things are, are built into these monsters. Uh, let's talk to Tyler next. Me. Navasho, anything exciting happening with your character? Oh, there's a lot happening. Oh, no. <laughs> We're going to be here a while, folks. We're going to sit down. Pour yourself a brewski. We got some talking to do. Uh, so this marks a moment for Navasho where he's been saved by his his the, he's been saved by the members of midnight squad so many times and you know what's never saved him his moat this voice in his head and his dark powers he actually i know so devasho used to be very connected to the photon side of the of of the solarian powers you know mm-hmm. of, the, of the solarian thought yeah, um, we haven't really talked an, about that but like before the ap started you know you were like a a a Solarian with kind of like regular connection powers, maybe like yep. a early level Alindra, just like feeling out both sides. Very much. He was balanced. Um, and then when he became corrupted and necrotic, he lost connection to his photon abilities and he has been Graviton ever since. Um, and so when this new day arrives and he is, he is beaten, he has beaten back the temptation to embrace these, these, dark thoughts and these dark powers he combines that with what his his husband always used to tell him which you know i think devash has always been jealous of his husband that he isn't very good with words he, he he's not a good you know diplomat like his husband is and his husband has always told him is like where i am good with words you are good with your light just let your light be what influences and inspires others and devash has kind of very much lost sight of that he's He's been so desperate to protect what's close to him. He's given to these darker powers. 
with him succeeding now three times in a row to resist this, I wanted to reflect that in his actual character and his abilities. So we're going, we're using a, a, a mnemonic editor and we're going back and we're rewriting the entire core concept of Devasho. How so, many levels? Uh, back to level two. Okay. So we're taking battle leader archetype, which gives me access to some inspiring abilities that can help allies in times of crisis. Mm -hmm. This is from near space, correct? This Uh, is from near space. There's like three or four archetypes in there. Uh, This is a very Viscarium focused archetype, but I think Mm -hmm. it works well with Devasho, who um, wants to really lead by example, wants to lead in battle with his own abilities and his ability to take down enemies and kind of be the vanguard of fighting. And which is so every time uh, there's a critical hit against a significant enemy or we drop a significant enemy, uh, one of these abilities can perk, one of the ones he's learned, and it can have, he can increase surrounding allies' damage output. or he can um, allow an ally to regain stamina points. So uh, he's oh, got... Th- those aren't needed, right? <laughs> no, no. there are a lot of different things that he can do depending on what he takes. Uh, and so that's going to be interesting going forward. Also, I want him to be able to be more in balance by having photon powers. So we're going to take some photon abilities uh, as well. I don't like that one bit. Speaking as your moat, I'm not a fan of that. I know you're not. Um, one of the, um, and mainly that's going to manifest in one particular revelation, which you're not going to like. It's called Corona. Um, Corona allows me as a standard action to envelop uh, my body with a fiery plasma. I gain cold resistance 10. And more importantly to you, any creature that hits me with a natural weapon or a natural uh, melee attack or a melee weapon is going to take 2d6 fire damage just off just that's it you take it um and that's oh and while i'm attuned if you end your turn next to me you're going to take damage half my solarian level so you're just going to take three points of fire damage anytime you end your turn right next to me burning in in the fire now is that anyone standing next to you uh, that is any creature question. that starts to turn adjacent to me. All yeah. right. So you self-immolate and then potentially yes, a rack slide on your shoulder might yeah. <laughs> take some damage. And one of the things that I get to do whenever I gain a level is I get to change the appearance of my shield if I so wish. And to show Devasho's change in um, commitment, uh, I wanted to change up his shield. Whereas he used to have a very large tower shield, which I imagine to be you know almost near his body length and height, I've changed the design to be a very large round shield. Um, so completely circular, much kind of like a, the shields that we see when we think of like Spartan soldiers, mm-hmm. with kind of Hylaxian images um, depictions going around the edge of the shield, and at the very center of the shield, there's an image where it's half of a uh half the image is a sun so it's like half a sun with red and orange uh like solar flares coming out of it and then the other half is a black hole with a purple accretion disc coming around of it to show the balance and duality that he is trying to achieve 
what the actual pronk, Tyler? Do we need a do we need an entire side episode to, to talk about the changes to Devasho? You're getting so cocky just because you're rolling some good fortitude saves. I I am I am, but and and oh, and I'm gonna, but I'm I really gonna drop that wanna... RP down to zero. We'll be back here tomorrow night. <laughs> no, <laughs> I so, hope not. But no, your your characters and, yeah. you've succeeded, whereas. <laughs> I got a freebie with like the force march. <laughs> uh, you murdered one, me with that one. You then murdered. you t- took the second one because you you sought the power. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome. We we probably should talk more about all these changes. Monarch editors, one of my favorites. Oh, so uh, nice. Let's uh, continue on the level six train uh, by. Oh, Drew knows who's next. He's he's ready to rock. And Echo 7. What happens with a soldier at level 6? A combat feat! <laughs> so, the same as every level, right? Yeah. Combat I, feats so I picked up, falling I, from the sky. I picked up the powered armor and I almost chose the powered armor jockey archetype and I decided against it just because it seemed like it was a lot of immediate stuff that was going to prevent me from getting some cooler stuff down the line. So I'm I'm delaying yeah. gratification to to do that. But in, uh, in the meantime, I've picked up Quick Draw, the combat feat. So now I can draw weapons as a swift action. So I can uh, pop out some more grenades from time to time, as well as just switching weapons and all of that. Oh, my. Uh, well, that's a pretty that's a good one at any level always useful oh boy we got we got a couple more big ones here jabert talk to me about trust uh get me a new spell you know it's uh you know thing that happens at every level i'm picking up uh this is why i said devasho i got a little something for you i'm picking up necromantic revitalization Oh my goodness. Hey, Heal undead. I like it. So, uh, yeah, it's a 3d8 of heal. So, it's uh, not too shabby. And, um, oh, I got a connection power. And uh, I went ahead and uh, looked over at the comms for, the, for that one and thought, you know, I really like suit up. That's what warmongers get at level six. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a full full action but like you basically sort of get um sort of like you know energy armor sort of you get like a plus one to your art to both your armor classes you get like a fly speed you get bonuses to your saves all sorts of cool stuff um but it does take a full action and i really i I was feeling a little inspired by that though because it feels almost like that's like that's like a mystic sort of becoming like an armor solarian for a second there Mm mm-hmm and I was so inspired by that, I decided to actually take an epiphany instead of the connection power. And so I picked up the solar connection, oh my. Uh, which what? gives me the solar manifestation ability from the Solarian class. So I've, uh, so I am, uh, I am taking that, taking that normal, that normal old sword of mine, and I am lighting it up with solar power. Oh, before. Um, before you were just like etching in a little magical energy with like a spell or two here or there, but now your your weapon is like full on 
solidified magic, right? Yeah, yeah. So now it's just like now it's just like uh, we've got we got full full on laser sword going on here, gang. Um, have you guys heard of mutually assured destruction in in gameplay design or <laughs> world conflict? Because two operatives, two Solarians, and a jacked up soldier does not a balanced party make. These APs nope. are made for four. I'm just gonna have to. I'm gonna have to ratchet it up. No, right up. Uh goodness gracious! Not excited. Yeah, I'm very excited to have a to have a solar sword gonna, now. This is gonna be wild. Well, last but not least, you know I saved the best for last. Rebecca, talk to us about Zinnia. We are we're doing something wild and crazy. Is that correct? Yeah, pretty wild and crazy. Although it has been done on the podcast before, I have to say. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> I have decided, uh, and I I drew some inspiration um, from John and James and Cyber Robert on the Discord. So thank you guys. Um, I have decided to take one level in Biohacker, which I think is very on brand for Zinnia. She's been more and more leaning into the science heavy uh, side of things. Um, I was... uh, I, I was really intrigued by the opportunity to kind of bolster some of the uh, my shots with boosters and inhibitors. Um, I think that she could be uh, even more, I mean, much like Miles said, uh, more of a support class and uh, really help her, her uh, team and uh, uh, taming the battlefield, hopefully. Um, there is a, I think, pretty big trade-off in that I'm not gaining a... a, a um, uh, base attack bonus this level because uh, biohackers don't get one at level one. Um, but level, level six was a, a, a plus one level for operatives, I'm guessing. Yes, so it would be going up, but since I'm taking biohacker this level, it's not. Um, but that's okay. Hopefully, it will um, be a good trade off and we'll see how it goes. Hopefully, it goes better for me than it did for Andis. <laughs> uh, yeah, a little different. I, I, I. I think it's better to go in the dip this way than the opposite, taking one level of, of operative. But yeah, no, you can get needle pistols um, that work with the the operative's trick attack. Uh, oh my goodness! I yeah, I'll I'll definitely be dual wielding my uh, pistols at least for the time being because uh, I'm going to have to make a an injection pistol for the purposes of biohacker abilities, but still need my regular weapon for, you know, actually doing damage. <laughs> oh, oh boy. I'm not excited about this next combat. I wasn't excited about the beginning of level five either, but this next one sounds even worse. <laughs> Where we're going from here. Uh, are you guys ready to get back into it and try out these level six PCs. Oh yeah. Very ready. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, here we go. I am <laughs> once I am again. It's only excited. It's only been a week since we played last, but I'm sure everyone <laughs> is chomping at the bit. Oh, right. The you guys the next day see Jadvata assembling a massive pack, a comically large uh, backpack, tantamount to uh, wearing like a uh, a hobbyist's environmental suit. Very little armor provided. It's light armor, but you do see that he uh, wisely is thinking ahead, has some acidic resistances built into this suit, and is, is, is already protected from the polluted air. He says, uh, I'm, I'm ready to travel. Are you all excited for our excursion? 
Zinnia, how excited are you for this class reunion, huh? Pretty excited. Oh, well, watch out. I hear the, the new class at, at Zesh is a little bitey. So I'm going to be pretty well behind you all. Maybe maybe a good 15 feet or so. But if you need any help, I can aid. On, I've, I've been healing some some wounds, treating some wounds of Clade Company over this past year. So I'm not too shabby in that. And I can help point out features of things that require physical science in, in, in our journey. Yeah. That will be a welcome expertise. We appreciate you coming with us. No one's put any ranks in it yet, I think. Mm, no, we are very lacking in the physical yes. science department. I I think I might have put <laughs> like wait. a rank. <laughs> uh, Judge Vada probably has yes. more expertise uh, than you do. <laughs> I did put a rank into it. Look at you. <laughs> Right, I'm so plus five physical science. Oh, look! I, I was gonna say, like, what is it? Like, plus twelve. <laughs> I have plus six, and I have no rings. <laughs> Sprouts' expertise is like taking dirt and like rubbing it between his fingers, and then like licking one of them. Like, he's been here. <laughs> like, that's, I mean, he's that's a the mud. That's the mud from the 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 yeah. the murder site. I'd bet my career on it. <laughs> Why are you tasting mud off this guy's boots? <laughs> In his closet. It's gross. Uh, you're gonna plant. Plant. This, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good point. That's just, that's like your pajamas. <laughs> yeah, but mud's not exactly a, a foreign object to him. <laughs> uh, I call it home. <laughs> as you're marching through the city, um, it's up to you if you want to head out in the cover of night or wait until the next morning. Uh, just, like, take another night's rest, basically. Um... Do you guys have preferences on on when you would like to move? Uh, Devasha would definitely. He needs to rest um, mm -hmm. and meditate. I mean, he, essentially, he's not only meditating on his own abilities, but he needs to rest. I mean, I have forty two hit points that need to come back, so that's not something that two that like two eight hour rests are going to get. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, I think maybe it would be nice to do one eight hour stint. And then have everybody dump as much, you know, and, and dump a bunch of healing to whoever needs it, including myself. And I'm sure Tress needs some as well. And then do another eight hours and then take off. So, Jabert, your new spell, Necrotic Revitalization, is that it? Uh, uh, yeah, Necromantic Revitalization. Yeah. <laughs> necromantic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it, I can't think of it without that stupid joke about like a, a neck romancer. Uh, it's just about <laughs> a, a, a weird. I, I was thinking, I was thinking about the movie. Yeah. My, my chemical necromance. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. That. Do you have a description on that spell? Uh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, with the touch, you replenish the negative energies that animate your target, restoring a number of hit points. Um, if the target regains all his hit points as a result of the healing, you can apply the remaining hit, uh, healing to yourself as long as you were also undead. <laughs> but <laughs> don't have to worry about that. Uh, it's uh, 3d8 plus int, not whiz. So um, so it'll be just a, a flat 3d8 for this one. Because Trest is not technically dumb. But... <laughs> not the smartest either. Yeah, I, I feel like that would get around the the negative that Debasho has from the necrotic corruption. As... That's, that's that's what I was hoping for. 
<laughs> Otherwise, I mean, like, I don't think yeah. it's going to be very useful. I have, I have no idea. It's This is all Patrick's call. There's no... <laughs> they're, they're like, there isn't a thing that I can point to on my character sheet that's going to say, yes, you can, or no, you can't. That's just going to be... Well, you're gaming the system here, buddy. <laughs> uh, yeah, it technically targets one undead creature. I know he's sort of halfway in between. But yeah. No, he ca- you, you count as undead uh, for for the purposes of that, correct? Oh, okay. With, oh, with the heart? Oh, I have no idea. Uh, um, no, I don't I'm pretty sure that. you do. Uh, let me look up Blackheart really fast. So, ba 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 I have perhaps a relevant question. Mm-hmm. So as a biohacker, I can make serums using physical science or life science. Obviously I would use life science instead of mysticism, which are not magic items. Does that mean that they can heal Devasho? I think if it's healing, then it, it by its nature is. Uh, so it's not that it's magical, magical. healing that he can't uh, uh, no. benefit. It is magical healing that is he gets well he can benefit it's but it's half. Yeah, but yeah, these yeah. are not magic items. Um, there's serums, there, there's like there's like a there's like a spe- yeah there's like a there's, specific wording in in the sort of the thing that's like you know these are not considered my magic items. Oh, well, so if that is the case. They, they, they the, healing, the healing might still be magical, but it's not technically a magic item. So like you can't sell it for like you know for whatever you know. I mean, from what, from what I'm aware of, it's just fifty percent on any divine healing. So, what what is the ability that you're thinking of, uh, Rebecca? It's under custom micro lab. Um, it counts as a basic med kit and a chemalizer. As long as you are in possession of your custom micro lab, you oh, can use yeah. physical science or life science instead of mysticism to make serums. Though these serums are not magic items, can be identified using life science or physical science rather than mysticism, and do not require a detect magic spell to attempt such a check to identify. So I'm wondering yeah. if they count as magic healing for the purposes of Devasho. That's a good question. I, I think if it says specifically that uh, it doesn't count as magic um, to make. Do, do, do. Yeah, you, so you don't use mysticism to make the serums. No, I use life science. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so if uh, I mean we're we're breaking breaking the the negatives of this ability all over the place if this is the case because you can make up some some healing serums from the kit uh, so long as the, you're of the appropriate level that would get around this as well so looking at you know blackheart i've uh for the rest of the party i've copied and pasted into roll 20 there's nothing that there the only thing about being undead is um the recipient gains at, towards the end of it is additionally the recipient gains an enhancement bonus to a bunch of stuff um, unless the effect specifies it functions against undead but there's nothing in it that states like you know spells or abilities that function against undead you know can now function on you so 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 then so then does uh, so I'm, I'm sorry where, where does this where does this healing thing come from is this something we're like you know like home home, home brewing so no no no, no. The, so the the negative that I'm taking comes from one of the inflictions I have. It's not from the black heart that I have. It comes from, um, from our good friend Jason Keeley. From our good <laughs> the, friend Jason Keeley. The so. stain of this necrotic corruption uh, called Deathless is indeed whenever you receive healing from positive energy, uh, it is halved. The necromantic uh, revitalization is necromancy. Technically, I'm, I'm going to say it's negative uh not positive so i think that would work okay 
It is decided. <laughs> Sweet. Maybe Tyler won't go down so hard all the time now, but we I mean, I, shall see. I will take any assistance. Right. So as you guys are marching through the city, it indeed looks abandoned. We're, we're going to say you are taking a day and a half or two full rests so you can heal up completely in that time. And if you want to make some, okay. we'll call them... Uh, Devasho friendly serums <laughs> if you want to uh, burn some UPBs uh, you will have time to do so now that we have you are after having gone to the doctor at the end of, of book two Devasho you got a more scientific understanding of what is happening to your character so it makes sense that you're able to get around some of the things that almost killed you multiple times Right. Uh, looking around the city of Oods here, you guys see multiple signs of the destruction that the invasion wrought from the burnt out wreck of a a tank military vehicle to every maybe third building seems to be almost collapsed or falling in on itself, dilapidated, whereas some look like they've received no damage whatsoever. But there's one thing that is chillingly absent that you notice or rather don't notice uh, you see no bodies no life of any kind actually there's not a, a single leaf on a, a dead tree or, or grass nothing to indicate any death here save just the, the absence of, of people uh, make me a culture or profession soldier check as Javata will bring this up if none of you notice and, and says, is it odd not to see anyone? Well, when, I, when I last saw the city, it, well, it was a graveyard. The blood ran through the streets into rivers, into the drains on my head. I am sure that the swarm get hungry from time to time. Probably explains the lack of bodies. Not only, well, you, you didn't roll a, a skill check. It looks like Tyler, but uh, oh, no, I don't have either of those things. That's just Deva- <laughs> that's just Debacho pontificating. You have no clue, but it <laughs> no looks way. like uh, we've we've got some great else. magician has been through here. Ooh, <laughs> Zinnia, you know the gruesome reality, and Sprouts, you can guess at the what has happened. The swarm eats and processes all organic matter, so the bodies that were here months and months ago were probably broken down chopped up and fed into the the swarm war machine into these vast processing vats well, Maybe it's, in, the, in the... it's the circle of life gang <laughs> yes <laughs> when we die our bodies I... become the grass yeah, if, if Elton John taught me anything <laughs> yeah. I swear if if Devasho had died in the extractor Imago it would have been a pretty gruesome start of this episode, to say the least. Oh, yeah, that would have been a uh, mm, sweet. Um, while you guys are marching, also, um, anyone can go ahead and make me a survival check. See how you're you're doing in your march. Okay. Oh goodness. What mean everyone? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Just multiple twenties here all over the place. I thought I set this DC too high, but uh, thankfully you are you, you notice one of those very imposing acid rain clouds coming directly in your direction, like down one of these side streets 
the the same one that overtook the Flash Viper just a few days ago when you arrived here on Ilum Chuva, and frantically over like the next 15, 20 seconds, you're able to uh, run inside uh, one of these apartment buildings and get down into the basement as you hear outside for like a minute and a half, there is a torrent of rainfalls and whipping winds that seem to burn through the city. And just like when you were inside your ship safe, uh, it's, it's just a minute before the cloud passes and you guys see and hear the, the winds die down and, and rays of light piercing the, the clouds out, outside. Hey, it's really good that you did that because this <laughs> getting caught in the acid rain can also kill people very easily in this party, including Jed Vata. It would have been a very short, short. Uh, <laughs> oh, we can just leave them for him. Leave them out. Well, it's it's bad news bears, no matter how you break it down. I, uh, in my prep for this episode, went ahead and got all the rules for um, <laughs> what happens to armor and, and, and weapons and things when it's just coated in, in acid. <laughs> I looked up the, the DR for all your guys' armor um, because... Oh yeah, it's uh, it's just three d six per round that you're you're stuck in this acid, and wow. uh, it it takes a number of rounds to, to get out of the, the acid, even if you make another uh, high level survival check. So, pretty happy you've gotten through that. Uh, we are moving on uh, a few hours into your march through Uds uh, Jedvata as you like pass a, a series of of large apartment complexes say it's just here it's on the other side and walking through these buildings you see the city kind of level off a little bit in a wide open uh, plain surrounded by different academic buildings including a the, the slanted roof of what you recognize to be the the atrium like at the the middle of Zesh University Zinnia but as I said, the last time you were here, it was the quad in the middle, a vibrant green full of, of plants from all over Ilm Chuva, and it is just a brown stain in the, the city's center at this point, where indeed the, the gardens hung. There's just these deep fissures running across the, the quad that looks like its soil is turned into an ashy powder. Um, pitted and encrusted from the acid rains that you just avoided. Uh, getting across the quad here might be a little difficult because it is some of the the cracked, uneven, kind of lurching chasms that you, you've seen elsewhere here on the, the planet's surface. Um, if you're flying, it is not that difficult at all. <laughs> uh, Zinnia, I imagine you're... Do, do you want to try and take someone over these chasms? Uh, can I carry anyone? I think you can carry a little little sprouts. Yeah, that's probably all right. About yeah, it. I'll carry sprouts around. He can ride in my backpack. Everybody else, we're talking Trest, Echo Seven, Devasho. It is going to be um, just an athletics check to to scale some of the the rough stone around these these fissures in the the courtyard. Try to avoid falling in or. or triggering some kind of collapse. Echo 7, you are first. What'd you get on your roll? That's an 18 on the die for a 32. Oh my goodness. You guys are really good at rolls now. <laughs> uh, who wants to go next? Oh, I will go. Uh, do not feel good about this. 
19 rolling rocks all night here tyler <laughs> oh man it looks like it you you roll the 19 on the dice but this is a nine plus ten that is that is a success and i think i was going to give you a little bonus because you can almost step over some of these fissures yeah uh, daintily uh trust what about you you got you got a roll for me do you yeah. do you have a flashback to the the caves beneath ultranius oh, it's, it's all happening again oh no it traps <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just uh, I take a few steps back and I get, get a little run and start. Yep. Gonna ready twenty. To catch him. Oh, that's a success. Oh, are are you getting ready to help Jadvata? <laughs> Wait, oh what? yes, yeah. So Jadvata's getting to make this roll too. Oh, no. Uh, no, 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 no. He follows right behind you, Tris. No, 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 no. Yeah, no, don't worry. I'm rolling it. Oh yeah, and he's falling in. No, I catch him. Yeah, well, you guys are right next to each other. Oh, well, can you make a reaction to use some graviton powers at this point? Uh, yes. What well, power? Oh, as a reaction? No, not, oh. as a reaction. not as a reaction. Well, then I will allow, um, I'll allow any of the three of you that were not flying here to to make a, a reflex save to try and to grab at him. Not my best. Oh, oh, but Devasha really wants to save him. That was, was his promise. Say, that, was, that was a little more difficult than the DC 15 athletics roll. Uh, Devasha, you are able to just reach out <laughs> and grasp him by the scruff of a sheer scaly neck, I guess. <laughs> Chitinous neck and and pull him out like a a wet kitten in a, uh, a drain pipe. Forgot he was here. <laughs> <laughs> I told you. <laughs> you'd forget all about this next time in PC. Maybe next time we should explore the idea of a fastball special. It's something we've been meaning to try for a quite some time. And I feel like you would be the perfect person, individual, to try it out on. Please don't throw me. <laughs> okay. I will respect that wish begrudgingly. All right. So moving up here, I have moved us to the map of the main building, the atrium of Zesh University. And you see a couple of wide double doors here in, in front of the, the courtyard where maybe once there were some some benches lining a, uh, a stone walkway here. Those have all been eroded away, Zinnia, and you, you barely recognize this, what was once a, a welcoming entrance in, into the, the western half of this building. Um, what would you guys like to do? You, you've got a couple doors ahead of you, and you can set yourself in whatever order you'd like marching marching inside the building. Uh, Zenny would happy, happily scout ahead if anybody wants her to do so. Yeah, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll post up next to the door, sort of ready to rush in if if any if anything kicks off, but I'll let, I'll let Zenny go ahead. Zenia. Like to stealth to do this. <laughs> Stealthing the door open? Yes. Go ahead and make me that roll. Uh, I, I uh, motion for our, our friend to get out of, get up thanks to the wall, <laughs> not stand out in the middle of the field. <laughs> what? That's a, thir- <laughs> that's a 35. What are you talking about, Trist? <laughs> He's going to ruin my stealth roll. <laughs> He's trying. <laughs> He's trying his best. <laughs> you guess you don't, you don't understand that GM NPCs work against you whenever they can. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever they can. Yeah. Why? I I was happy just not having him at all. <laughs> <laughs> Miles knows what's up. <laughs> uh, right. So uh, you are able to creak that door open, and the the first thing you see, Rebecca, maybe to the 
I have to remember this is not north is up map <laughs> the the western side of this this huge atrium is a collection of junk on the far side of the room where it looks like a, a, another door set on the west that you didn't even see because it's, it's just covered in trash behind this this pile of trash looks to be a uh, a core of ox waiting for you perhaps and and looking in your direction but not not able to see just the the door slit and a single Strix eyeball poking through comedically. Uh, Zinnia would tell the gang, "There's a Korovox in there." All right, gotta be careful. Time for some some Defrex hardiness. Oh, no, guys, I really prefer when you just run into rooms and a giant brain is there to attack you. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Uh, Who who's getting Defrexed? Uh, that's gonna be. Uh, that's going to be our good friend, Devasho. Oh, no. Ah, thank you, friend. I will use this well. Um, and then I might I might honestly drop a battle mind link down. Mm-hmm. What does that do? This is like the first time the whole campaign that we've actually gotten the drop on somebody. Well, thank Zinnia and her stupid, really high stealth throw. You rolled a 35 <laughs> here, Rebecca. And I just like, yep. <laughs> I was looking at it. I was like, I need to roll a 20, I think. <laughs> For them to yeah. to see you, to hear you. I will. Debasho might look at everybody and goes, I will go through the door and charge at the enemy. Alright, so the uh so I'm gonna drop uh What exactly is Battle Mind Link? So this is Battle Mind Link Lesser. Um uh it uh I can target two creatures with it. Um when they each roll initiative, they use the higher die result of either oh. one of them, and they also both get a plus two. To That's pretty nice. Who do you think is going to roll well, and who do you think is going to roll poorly here? I mean, I would, I would love to stick it on our two, uh, on our two operatives, since they have oh. like real dope uh, uh, initiatives. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty much guaranteeing that they will probably go first. That is, but do, that- do they need that? Yeah, do they even need it? I mean, do they honestly, even need it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, what about it the, won't. The it won't slow soldier or Salarian friend. Devasho has as many bonuses to initiative as he does eyes, and that's one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I like it. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick it on our two on our two operatives. All right, yeah. let's go ahead and roll initiative and. Uh, whoever wants to kick off the the combat, I am by, very upset. I am very upset. <laughs> opening the door or whatever. Oh, oh no! What'd you roll here, Tyler? <laughs> I rolled a natural twenty on initiative. So oh. bad. Oh boy. By the way, I think is that two nat twenties in a row from me? Ooh, that is that's really good. So Miles, well, Rebecca, you've rolled a five on the dice for initiative, and Miles has rolled a nineteen on the dice for initiative. Is that? Is that correct? How that works? So now Rebecca Zinnia just gets a nineteen. Yeah, she gets a, she gets a nineteen plus her initiative plus two. <laughs> okay, Whoa. well, guess what? The two operatives are going first. Who <laughs> <laughs> saw this? Coming? I can't so, even beat him. So I can't even beat him with a natty twenty. What does that mean? My actual number would be. So so what's your what's your bonus? Twenty five dot oh seven seven. So seven. So so it'd be twenty nine plus nine. So yeah. Uh, 28. Oh, that's pretty good. Well, guess what? Zinnia or 
whoever wants, you can take a surprise round uh, to to open up the the doors in front of you, and I'll let you guys open up both of these in front of Tapasho and them. And at that point, um, when you do, you'll be able to see that they're hiding behind what looks like a huge statue in the middle of the atrium here is another core of ox. Uh, both of these guys in very full cover, but uh, they, after you open the doors, they will automatically see you folks. Uh, that's a surprise round, though, if... Yeah, it's fine. I'm jumping in. Yeah, and Zinnia, you can, can start us off in turn one here. It's going to be a while before I go, it looks like. All right. Um, thinking, mm. if I just fly up and over, I can avoid some of the cover that they're behind? Like, how tall is the statue that the Korovax is behind? A good 15 feet. And that one you'd have to get basically on the, the either side of him to, to negate this cover. He's hugging the statue pretty well. All right. How, how far can you fly at level 6? 30. Okay, so maybe not able to negate his cover, but can move forward and still try and attack. Yeah, do I have... <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what the hypotenuse of uh, height would be if I flew mm-hmm. upwards while flying forwards. So I could probably go to like 20 feet and then up some. Yeah, and then up about 10 feet if, if you want to try. Um, if you want to shoot this one to the north who's just behind like a... What looks like a wall of scrap and debris. Um, that might be enough height to get a little better shot. Might be a little bit behind the cover still. So maybe knock him down from a plus four to a plus two cover. Okay. Yeah, I'll do that. I'll, I'll fly, yeah, sort of to here. So like 20 feet forward and 15, 10 feet up, how far, however far I can go. Um, and for my first attack, I'm going to use the Needler pistol. Starting off strong. (laughs) Let's go. I mean, assuming it hits. So the inhibitor that I'm going to use is um, to reduce their AC by two. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, my bonus is. How dare you? Okay. So so make make that trick attack because it's a... it's it's no action to to use one of these special cartridges in, in your dart pistol, which is uh make makes the biohack a pretty good dip for for you. So I so I still get the trick attack on top of that. Yeah, it's I mean awesome. if, if you're using the pistol. Yeah, pistol. yeah, yes. So uh, CR eight or CR eight or lower. I didn't actually oh. ID it, but I think oh, I know what yeah. it is, right? I'm gonna give it to you because of that roll. You know this is indeed a swarm Coravox. Known right. for, they've got that acid cannon built into the one forearm, and they also have a psychic assault ability. So tricked, and I can tell and you, the attack is a twenty-one. More than enough. That is a hit. So negative. So two all to its together, AC. so negative two to its AC, and then also eighteen damage. Ouch. Okay. Yes, that is a hit. Uh, How big looking, is this needle? Oh, it's also it's also really flat-footed. Hurt. It's also flat-footed, so. Oh yeah. <laughs> is this like is this like an eighty gauge needle? I don't even know how big that would be. 
That one's pretty weak now. And Miles Sprouts Marlowe is next in the initiative turn order. It looks like you maybe get with that plus two bonus a 27 on initiative. Yeah, I, th- I think technically I should have gone first. No, you both get the plus two. So she would have been. Just, oh, she, she's got a plus seven to her bonus normally, and you have plus six. So she would have had 28. It's very high initiative rolls, but thanks to you for rolling that 19. Um, I guess because okay, so Sprouts is uh, back on his his ride. Mm-hmm. Um, Power Armor Echo Seven by now, name. Uh, I he's back on his ride. Can I still can I, can I see the the bad guys at this moment? Uh, the one that Zinnia just shot, you do see behind okay. full cover, but uh, uh, well, just forty feet away from from where you guys are at. All right, so I am going to target the one that Zinnia had just hit and yeah. move kind of right behind her. Ooh, moving forward. Yeah, uh, well, because the range on my gun is not awesome. Um, and I'm going to take a shot with my Red Star Plasma Pistol. You like to see it. Oof. Uh, CR 19 or lower. Um, yeah. But... Only 11 on the dice. Ooh, successful. Oh, man, that would have been so much damage. Massive. I know. I'm Nearly so mad. Massive. It would have been like, it would have been 35, the 33 damage. I'm so mad. I think that's more than Devasho did as a crit last time. <laughs> oh, I was level five back then. Thank you very much. Miles, you got a book reroll is all I'm saying. If you want to reroll the attack, we'll keep that trick damage. No, because I mean, he's almost dead anyway. And <laughs> Shut up. You don't know that. <laughs> well, he, he I, I can tell you, probably certainly would have been that hit. Uh, that is a miss, though, bringing us to Devasho. Fine. Uh, what else do- you guys see down the hallway here? Boom. Oh. Some stairs going up and long hallway to the south. Uh, oh, boy. Once again, we're going to do a few things. We're going to begin moving. Uh, we're going to end our movement uh just shy of the monument that one of the Korovox has given themselves full cover behind. Mm-hmm. And then that's my move action. Uh, while I am moving, you can see me form my new solar shield. Ooh, it's like a circular hoplite's shield. Yeah, it is a l- very large circular shield. And at the same time, you see him wreath himself in flame as he does something that he has yet to do on the podcast, which is go into photon attunement oh no oh snap i don't like me no like okay next in the turn order i'm never gonna get to go (laughs) echo sevens roll the 14 on the initiative and you are free of sprouts right now what would you like to do drew yeah we're gonna do some combat rolls we're gonna duck into place no we're just gonna move up here uh Mm. just um Beneath, Gazinia is flying, I think. <laughs> right, right, right. Right behind Devasho and underneath Zinnia. So, uh, yeah, no, well, not that you would have massive negatives for firing through her at this point. No, no negatives to, I'm guessing, a ranged attack. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to hit this fool with the azimuth artillery laser. All right, about 20 feet away behind this junk wall. Uh, looks off target, looks a little taken aback from this single hit. Maybe he's popping his head up, getting ready to take a shot. It's an 18 to hit. 
As he's flat-footed, that's a hit. Yes. Nice. Oh, no. Ten that's points of damage. damage. Oh, and Shot. that will be, that'll be enough to bloody him for sure. Thankfully, he gets a turn before he dies. This one behind the statue as well is going to go. And, oh, I forgot to mention, there's a third one that comes running up from a little gully in the south to another set of kind of embarkments of, of trash and, and debris from uh, perhaps the university. Maybe see some desks and chairs kind of piled up here. So we have three core boxes kind of surrounding you at this point, and they're each going to... Oh, man. They're so weak compared to book one. <laughs> book one, they're so excited to fight. <laughs> oh, no. I think they'll, they'll well. make a couple of acid cannon attacks on on our good friends here. First of all, Zinnia, two attacks against you. I'm fishing for the oh, high numbers now. Uh, 15 and a 19. What is your EAC? 20. Okay, yeah, these are definitely both hits. So let's get some acid damage going here. It's still, it's not that much. It's a couple D4s. Might have to boost some of the damages here to the the additive damages here. Uh, That is just 11 points of acid damage from two shots. So hardly anything. Let's do a couple against Devasho. And what is your EAC? I don't have the shield aligned, so it's not Mm -hmm. as high. It's only a 22. Oh, I'm feeling good. Let's go. Please don't feel good. Ooh, no. 11 and a 12 on the dice. Uh, With both of these at minus four. Ooh, actually, nope. 12 is going to do it because these Corvoxes trained and were ready to attack you. So a piddly seven points of acid damage. And the last one who just came into the party. Ooh. The acid cannon just has a reach of 40 feet, which means I think the shot's going to go. Yeah, it's going against Devasha too, right within that first range increment. <laughs> oh, this is just going to be this first attack because he moved. Oh, those are uh, misses. Get out of here. Four Get on the dice. Here. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> uh, that is all of their turn, <laughs> bringing us to Trest. Jabert, you well, hang back here, but you... You, you, now you're in a tactical advantage as you've seen all three of these things get in position. Yeah, I was thinking about running up around the corner, around that barricade to get mm. to one of these other two, but now I've got one that is just 30 feet in range. So I'm uh, so I'm going to run down there and wrap that guy up. And as I go, mm. I, pull, I draw my sword, and then I uh, put some magical might on it, and I bring it around and I slice into this Cora box here to the south. Go right ahead. Negate and cover here. Uh, 23 to hit. Oh no, that's a hit. I'm looking at the damage. (laughs) (laughs) For 17 points of damage. Slicing into him and Oh yeah, he's lowering the the arm that has the the acid cannon, and is, he's getting ready for melee combat. Uh, that is turn one, Zenia. We are back to you. All right. So this negative two to AC, by the way, lasts for seven rounds. Um, his entire so it is, life. Yeah. So it's still got that <laughs> negative two to its AC. Um, I am going to uh, pull out my sonic pistol with my other hand and take a shot. Okay, that that will be a move action still, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I figured she was wielding her guns before we ever went in. I mean, we were prepared outside mm. the door, right? Yes, but you 
did open the door, which requires a free handy. Oh, I'm counting. Oh, I'm counting all them actions. <laughs> Boys and girls. All right, fine. <laughs> She'll use a move action then to pull out her other pistol. She now has one in one hand and one in the other hand um, and is going to take a shot. So just avoid or uh, ignore the trick on this. Hey, if you wanted to play a four-armed creature, there's a plethora of choices in Star I know, Fine. I know. All right, uh, oh, wait, so that's, that's a, a 25 on the attack uh, for 10 damage. Wow. Oh my god, it's still so much. This thing is hanging on by a thread. Oh, jeez. Is he gonna survive this one to the far north negated cover here? Um, I guess that that uh, flat-footed ends, but he's still got the negative from the inhibitor. Sprouts Marlow yep. Miles. All right. Get on home. Uh, so he's, yeah, definitely gonna... Um, Oh wait! So the 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 far the guy I, I fought last time is mm-hmm. still alive. Still alive. He doesn't yeah. look very good. Well, then I'm gonna <laughs> pop off a shot on him then. Okay. Ooh, the kill steal himself. <laughs> uh, that's a natural twenty. Overkill. <laughs> <laughs> and the trick is CR three. That is. Uh, trick too. Uh, while you count the damage here, I guess. Oh, oh, I need to. I need to go to our Patreon, which has exploded with popularity when we started giving everyone what they want, which is pirate APs. And uh, be our reason. <laughs> I want to thank some of our new um, uh, ten dollar pledges, including. Ooh, boy, we just got one. Uh, back in July, um, Zephyrius, thank you very much for being a Pronkin patron and above. Uh, a fancy Marmalau is the, <laughs> the Tendar level. And, um, uh, well, they uh, thank you for sending a very nice message along with it and, um, and for supporting us. Uh, that kind of stuff juices me up and <laughs> helps uh, me in editing <laughs> long hours in the night. Uh, Miles, I will tell you, this guy is dead. He's yeah, dead it, it, it doesn't it doesn't matter. A shadow of a doubt. I, I just <laughs> well, I think <laughs> I think we we just want to know at home. Is it like God? It's so it's so much. You roll the trick damage again, but just here we've got. 27? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's going to be in the 30s. You might have done enough damage to kill this thing at full health. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Uh, yuck. Gross. Way to go. Way to crit. And Devasho, we are back to you. Uh, okay. These will not count as significant enemies, I'm just realizing, right? Significant enemies? Yeah. Mm. Right. They will? Do they have to be of a certain level to, to count as that? I thought they... I mean... At the very least, this encounter. Yes, yeah, so a significant enemy has to count at a certain within a certain range of levels. We'll figure that out later. It doesn't matter at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, Devasho is going to, of course, move around and try. Uh, I don't know if you have a melee weapon out. You can probably perform an attack of opportunity. They always do. Then go ahead, because Devasho is going to try and circle around and get behind this quarter box, pinning them between the monument they were hiding behind and himself. I don't like anywhere this is going, but let me make that attack. Oh boy, natural 20. There we go. There we there go. I can is. do it well, too. I can do it too. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Miles. Somehow this is your fault. Uh, pff, boy, we, we, yeah, no, it is. <laughs> I, I learned it from watching Miles. 
uh, we, we need to shout out another one of our amazing patrons. I'm trying to get to, to can Olvar. Not, and can like you go an ones. episode without critting me? That would be like mwah, chef's kiss. Nice. Uh, Faust42, thanks for supporting us on Patreon. This crits for you. Uh, double damage here. No card because they are indeed CR3. But you you remember the claws from the end of book one. They're a little more dangerous in, in melee. All right. 19 points of slashing damage. It just rakes and right through your shield and across your carapace. Yeah, but don't forget, Defrex hide. You're taking some damage as well, Patrick. Oh, no. And, oh, and, and you have DR at this point. Yeah, I do. Oh, yeah. Okay. So you said you said 19, but I'm only going to take 14. Yep. Uh, yeah, How so much damage am I taking? So, no, the DR is uh, the full caster level. Yeah, it's your level, yeah. which is six now. So, yeah, so oh, six. six. But yeah. is it still 2d6 damage to the enemy? Uh, no, just a caster level of damage. Oh, okay. So six point. That's the first damage on this one. Ooh, is that gonna? And that well, that's not gonna hurt. Uh, certainly, we've seen <laughs> attack rolls do less damage. Yep. So, uh, but you Yikes. are also going to take two d six points of damage from my corona. So I'm going to roll that for you. Uh, four points of fire damage. Now, okay. is that when you make an attack? No, that is when you hit me. Oh, goodness gracious. I've fallen right into your trap. I wasn't listening when you explained your hour long level six. Power I tried. Up. I was trying to be as concise as possible, no. but there was so much. All right. And we haven't even gotten to an attack roll here, which I'm, I imagine is coming as well. It We're at is. 10 damage already if you're counting at home, folks. All right. Let's see if I can't hit you with a shield. A big shield. Oh, I'm going to whiff. Oh, trying to read no. a natural toot on the dice. A two toot on the dice toot. is a miss. Mm. That's okay. I'm re- I'm in prime position, so I'm happy. I'm happy where I am. Okay. All right. So, oh, thankfully, this guy gets another turn. Hopefully, Echo Seven. We are on to you, Drew. Yes, we are going to turn our attention to the uh, one that was that Trest went after, and we're going to okay. take a single shot, heavy fire. All right, behind some cover, but no negatives for multiple shots from you. Can you hit him? Cover is meaningless. <laughs> oh, it, it is if you roll an 18. Oh, nice. no. <laughs> that is a 30 to hit. Yeah, that is a hit. For 15 points of damage. Drew. And I swear to Brock. <laughs> I was about to say this is the first damage he's took, but I just didn't mark down when you hit uh, Jabert. I didn't no. like that. <laughs> I didn't like that hit at all <laughs> for 17 points. Uh, so 17 and Drew, how much um, damage? Uh, it's 11, uh, but plus four for my uh, heavy fire. So 16? No, 15 points of damage. 15. This guy's bloodied from that. Oh, Oakley Dokley. And. Uh, if that is your full turn, all these guys, the two remaining Korvoxes get a chance to fight back. Uh, this one, because you missed Avasho, is indeed going to try. So it takes three points of damage for starting its turn next to Devasho. Yeah, yeah, it, it doesn't uh, bloody it, so it's it's still gonna it's gonna make one attack against you. As it it, it does notice that <laughs> the defrag side really hurts, so one attack against Devasho. A six on the dice. That is a miss. Yeah. You're still taking three points. 
Oh boy, Corona's just gonna be. It's so good. It's so, <laughs> so rad. <laughs> yeah, the fact that most of the swarm use natural weapons is really gonna be fun. Most, to most, like all of them. Do. I don't know. I have. I haven't seen half of them. We're only uh, in book three. Uh, let's let's try a couple attacks on Trest, this Corvox down here that is on his last gasp. A 15 on the first dice and 11 on the second. What is your KAC these days, Trest? Uh, 22. Okay. That second one is definitely a miss. And the first one, minus four, is a miss as well. <laughs> I, can't roll, I can't roll well enough with multiple attacks. Uh, just bouncing right off that f- maybe freshly polished overnight SDF armor. Uh, that brings us back to you, Jabert. Looking pretty weak, this one in front of you, as you see Echo 7's cannon <laughs> behind you, still smoking. Hmm. I think I'm just going to give it uh, just one attack, mm-hmm. and I'm going to try to step step aside a little bit, like a little five-foot step, a little guarded step to the side, and uh, come around with my sword. Chop, chop! Uh, 20 versus KAC. Oh, that's a hit. Oh, 18 points of damage. Ooh, chop this one's head right off its body. Two down, one to go. Turn three, Zinnia. Uh, wait, I, I look over at Echo and I give him a oh. wink. Wink. <laughs> I don't know if you can wink with compound eyes, but wink. <laughs> I, think I, you can do it. wink. I think you could do it really well, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you compoundedly wink. All right, Rebecca, we've got one more All of these right. things. Yeah, she's going to fly forward. Um and take a shot at the one that is attacking Devasho. Just a regular shot. Okay, negating that cover. CR 18 or lower on the trick. Just a regular and 24 shot. 24 on the attack. So that's oh. going to do 17 damage in all. Yeah, some high, high dice rolls here. Tricked and hit 17 points of damage. This one's bloodied as we move back to Sprouts Marlowe, a.k.a. Definitely gonna murder this guy this turn. <laughs> He'll steal himself. Go right oh, ahead. I'm no, sorry, should I just not go? Yeah, let, let, let the poncho have a, yeah. a chance. <laughs> no, please make your attack. All right. Um, trick attack him. And. No, that's a 12. Dang. Ooh, the trick goes off, but even. Even with it, uh, still, that, I would have done amazing damage with that too. Yeah, three <laughs> on the dice. The attack dice okay, Devasho, we're back to you. Uh, <laughs> it, it looks like this thing is distracted momentarily as a shot rings out, hitting the statue behind it. You see a little sprouts over there, kind of checking the sight on his pistol. What do you want to do? Uh, you see, you. Know, I think Devasho holds out his shield in front of him. Uh. I think, can I do that as a, do I have the action economy? Yes, I do. So he's going to align, align his shield. Um, and then he's going to put one hand on the shield as well. And uh, he goes, I have not done this. In so- Gosh, that's a dross again. <laughs> I have not done this in some time. So apologies. I need you to make me a reflex save. Oh no, what's happening? <laughs> as uh, you see Devasho 
he, he was already wreathed in flame, but that continues to build and build until you see a 10-foot supernova envelop both oh, himself and this core of Ox. I quit the podcast. <laughs> I don't like this one bit. Uh, so, Reflex, their best save. What's the DC I'm looking for here? DC, um, what, 19? Okay, here comes the D20 roll. Come on. High numbers. Oh, you've rolled an eight. Oh, you've rolled an eight. Come on. Fail, 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 fail. That's fail. a fail. How many D6s is happening now? Let's see. Let's count them. Wouldn't it be seven? Seven. Seven D6. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> uh, you burn this Korvox out of existence. Out of... I mean, there's like little left uh, as your your solar fire kind of like comes back into your shield and is sucked up by it. Uh, perhaps maybe uh, a skull or a uh, a single kind of like clawed hand, like <laughs> burnt and reaching out of a, a pile of ashes uh, as we're out of combat. Yeah. As yeah. the as the fire, like as the solar fire recoalesces into the shield, I think Devasho maybe like drops to a single knee. He's halfway exhausted because he, is, he has not done anything like that in a very very long time and he's not used to it. I think Xenia probably had a wingtip uh, singed during that and it <laughs> probably took her a bit by surprise since this is the first time she's seen oh. Devasho do anything like this. Oh wait like one of your companions got burnt by a supernova? Hmm, I wonder what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah she, you're, you're 10 okay. feet up in the air. You're, you're out of it. But uh, after this blast goes off, certainly, I mean, we are like 15 seconds into you guys fighting when uh, Judd Vata will walk through the doors and and see the the carnage and say, ah, Zesh University, just like I remembered it. (laughs) Uh, Uh, Perchance with significantly less Iker. Oh, yeah, we'll get you guys... Uh, rested up here, and hopefully that's all the resistance we will meet until we we can find these papers and things you're looking for. I wouldn't count on it. There's likely to be a great deal more resistance here in the university. Stay close. Don't say that, no. Well, you know what? There's likely to be a great deal more of here in Zesh University. What's that? No, oh, I got a whole heaping pile of uh, to be continued. <laughs> <laughs> I, brought a, I brought a bag of trail mix and to be continued <laughs> on our journey. What does sheer and trail mix look like, you think? Just bugs. Smaller <laughs> just, bugs. just smaller bugs. <laughs> Grubs. Grubs and bugs. Uh, bug snacks. <laughs> bug snacks 2020, guys. You are We're what memeing. you eat. We're oh, boy. Hey. Hey, I don't want to talk to you guys or look at you anymore. Thank you for playing with me. <laughs> you I've got to go crank the, the, the difficulty of this AP a little bit. I got to go fine tune some things. Um, <laughs> folks, thanks for listening, and we will be back next week. See you next week. Thank Bye, you, everybody. 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 Bye. Oh, so don't good. forget to follow the pirates. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Cosmic Crit. 
This episode has been made possible through a sponsorship with Roll20, and the backing of our Critamanda fans on Patreon. Thanks again and have a great week.